Stupid Hearts Club is yours to enjoy for free wherever you get your podcasts. But if you've fallen deeply in love with the show, or me, even though that's a bit weird because we've never met, then you might want to consider supporting the show via patreon.com forward slash stupid hearts club for about five or a month you can indulge in your sick little fantasy that i am your very own little audio husband friend without ever having to deal with the fact that in real life i leave socks and half drunk glasses of water everywhere either way i'm very happy you're here so please enjoy the show Big Wall's here tonight, real talk dynamite, thanks for listening, it's good to be together, stupid hearts love forever. Let's look inside our minds. Welcome to Stupid Hearts Club with me, Nico Tatarovich, and this week's guest, Stu Whiffin. Who said that for me? <laughs> and we are rolling with Mr. Stuart Whiffin. Hello. Podcast royalty. Is it? <laughs> I think so. I think it's oh. fair. I think it's fair to say that you are uh, like a Chesterfield armchair in the podcast furniture world. See, I don't know if like people kind of make that assumption just because I've got a lot of podcasts. I don't know if any of them are any good, but I've got a lot of them. Well, there you go. So, like, you know, I, I, I take that approach of throwing enough shit so it might stick. So, in takeaway terms, do you see yourself as like uh, Kansas fried chicken? Um, I'm definitely some kind of um, schneid uh, c- kind of KFC, like a real <laughs> moody one. <laughs> like, but like you might you might think you won't go in there, but you will. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's got like a picture of the Colonel outside, but he hasn't got a beard. He's just got like a. a mus- I don't know. Has the Colonel got a beard? He has, hasn't he? The Colonel's got a beard, but uh, yeah, I've, yeah. The the sort of snide version would be like a chicken with a beard. Yeah, yeah. Like less because because the colonel looks like he could be on guess who, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. Or like or like a Mr. Potato Head, like with a doing an impression of a slave trader. <laughs> let's just start. Let's just start there, shall we? Let's just acknowledge that Colonel Sanders has got a uh, plantation and owner vibes. Absolutely. I mean, did you tree ever have a look at him? Because he's 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 kind of got that. That look, hasn't he? Well, he, he stopped saying finger licking good after the 80s, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Not good. But he's the, just think that he's the one we trust most out of all the chicken owners. Yeah. It's like the one, the one walking around an American plantation in a white suit with a cane. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, lo- lovely politically charged start there. Love that. Um, Stuart... Uh, I just introduced you to my listeners. Uh, I, when did I meet you? Um, you met me maybe. So it was post lockdown, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, maybe a year ago. Yeah. And we met through um, a mutual friend uh, called Ben. 
Oh, that who, was it. Uh, yeah. yeah, and and he was like, he'd been a, a big fan of what you do, and was like, look, I think you should, you should meet Nico, and mm. uh, and he took us out for a posh dinner, didn't oh, he? Christ, he did as well. Yeah, that was a bit of all right, wasn't it? Did we have breakfast or was it lunch? Lunch, because it's Hawksmoor, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. yeah, we had steak. Yeah, it was uh, it was a posh one. Yeah, not I've not had one since. I'm just waiting. Yeah. For ben, just waiting for Ben to get back in touch. <laughs> but yeah, that was very nice of him. He basically uh, introduced me to you, and then I came and did one of your podcasts first, which was the music one, which is called Off the Beat and Track, and that is. That must be well. That must be followed pretty well. I mean, it's really well established. You have loads of amazing guests, don't you? Uh, I've done all right. I've done all right with it. Um, well, I've had some some wonderful guests, and you being one of those. And but yeah, over lockdown, it, it kind of switched up a bit, Nico, because I think you know, unfortunately, all the touring bands and and, and actors were all sitting at home, so all of a sudden they had no excuse not to jump on Zoom. Yeah. And uh, and have a chat. So I did manage to get some some people that I was never ever going to get in a in a studio in 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 London to yeah, come yeah. and talk to me. But it's interesting though because I feel like a lot of going to the podcast show a few months ago and I bumped into you there, hmm. and lots of people who you talked to, uh, the pandemic was mentioned as a, a moment where people got there, got got sat down and behind a mic and started creating and. What's if this is a positive that came out of the pandemic? It's like that is one medium that sort of almost like bedded itself in during that weirdness, and has seemingly continued. Do, do, do you know what I sort of put that down to? I, I, I think when creative people and and people that have sort of leanings to be more creative as well, um, when you're kind of robbed of everything that. That you know that you can do creatively. I think you, mm. you start you start thinking a bit. I need to say that outside the box, but you start thinking with, with more of a sort of punk ethos. And it's mm. like, right, well, what what have I got here? Yeah, I've got a shitty little mic and a laptop. Like I'm gonna have a go at this podcasting, and and it's you haven't got to have a, a radio background or or be a broadcaster. Do you know what I mean? I'm a, no, absolutely. I'm an old man from Essex with a lisp, and it's like, and I've spent the last sort of three four years like absolutely obsessed with it and just i love it because you know as, as a failed musician it, it it still gives me that outlet to to create stuff and, and 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 no one's in charge of it it's like it's still completely fucking punk and yes there's lots of big organizations getting involved in it now and mm. you know every celebrity's now got a podcast instead of a you know yeah. a fitness dvd yeah, yeah and right enough but it still means that you know, the, the average person can just pick up their phone and record a conversation. And and I've heard podcasts from some of the, you know, that have been sort of sent to us to review in, in, in the publication that I'm involved in. And, and and they're some of the sort of most recognisable faces in the UK. And, mm. you know, some production companies said to them, look, we, we're going to get you a podcast. It's going to be about this. And, yeah. and for a lot of these kind of big celebs, it's just a fucking gig. Yeah, you know, there's there's no passion in it. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And it's like, and listeners can see through that shit, and yeah. and that's what I like about it. Whereas someone that's talking about something they really fucking love on their iPhone or on their laptop, yeah, that's what people want to hear. Yeah, do you know because, what I mean? So the, like, you can you can fake everything, 
it's like we're faking being broadcasters, but the real broadcasters are faking giving a shit. And but when it comes down to it, it's the connection to the listener that you can't fake, right? You just said that perfectly, mate. Did That's I? exactly what I was lisping around trying to get out. But I'm yeah, gl- you're now I'm glad late. we're recording this then because I need. To, <laughs> I'm going to say that all the time now. But yeah, it's what I like. I know, like, there's literally hundreds of thousands of podcasts, and anyone can make one. But like it being existing in in front of anyone, like you know, anyone finding it is a different thing, right? But. But there is, I do, I do believe that if you stick at it and what you do resonates with people, and you at least put a bit of effort into, you know, within within the realms of what is possible for you to sort of get it out there so that people know it exists. Yeah, I do think that if it uh, if it connects, then uh, you'll at least find uh, even if it's a small and loyal audience, which, as I've discovered myself, my my audience is is like basically I've inherited a an audience from Matt Morgan really I'm, I'm sure there's some people listening out there that uh may have just found it anyway but generally speaking it's like his his world and then some people hear some value in me talking to him and then they come over and have a listen and you know like I've got a handful of people that regularly sort of send me messages of support and little bits of feedback and praise and thanking you because you're talking about things emotionally honestly and whatever and it is uh it's mind-blowingly good good for my soul uh but even though it's like you know getting a pat on the back is like good for your ego but the good what i like about it is it is not it's not a tv industry me getting carried away with myself pat on the back it feels like a real person who's yeah coming to your little if you like, sort of cottage industry, little uh, side hustle, you know, little food stand in the street and saying they love it. It's just like dead pure. Absolutely. And and that that's exactly, I, I mirror that mm. like in, in what I've done. And insofar as I, I fell into it, um, uh, you know, I'm a, nightclub manager you know that, that that that's kind of my background in like on a promoter and it's only the fact that me mate who lives around the corner uh he's a podcaster was a former musician a podcast called scroobius pip oh yeah right yeah and and he just started doing these things called drunk casts where he got me and my other mate chris from mm. hardcore listing who you've met yeah um and 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 yeah we we we, we just started guesting on these podcasts and and from that, he was like, "Just do your own one." I think he just thought, "Please fuck off of mine and uh, <laughs> just <laughs> just do your own one, please." And and so we inherited, you know, our audience from people that heard us and, and enjoyed what we done on, on Pips. And uh, and and again, you know, we've we've managed to sort of keep that going for for six years that wow. podcast. And 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 we have still got lots of people that that, that come over from Pips podcast and. Yeah, and, and, and it is, and it's, it's you know, that, that little niche audience, you can, you know, you can really turn that, you know, you said side hustle, you can really sort of grow that. And, yeah. and if, if, you know, and, and obviously seeing what Matt Morgan done, you know, mm. moving, you know, to Patreon yeah. um, from, from global and, you know, where you've got the weight of global behind you, but ultimately they're going to want a, a big piece of the pie. And if you're doing all the work and it's your creativity, and you can take ownership of that and, and move it over to Patreon, where 
those people that really value what you do can can come and, and, and feel like they're part of a yeah you know a, a, a gang for want of a better description well, well exactly perfect yeah yeah and like obviously you still want as many ears as possible on it but uh like with matt's one because i've got more and more involved in that and i'm sort of like i'm on it twice a month at the moment but we talk about it all the time and like matt would admit this he's not great at promoting and he, he almost feels bad promoting and i i am trying to or we are trying to sort of come up with a plan where we we don't ruin what it is but we think what we're doing is people are liking it enough that we need to be somehow telling more people about it. So we're, we're working on that. Uh, that'll be something that hopefully kicks in in the next few weeks. But uh, yeah, my little world being, cause you know, like I don't, I don't, you, you might, you may not have heard my podcast before, but basically I, I, I started it the same thing. It was like, why don't you just start one and see what happens? And a few people came over and that was amazing, but I didn't, it wasn't like I thought about what would be a really worthy idea for a podcast and then do it. I just started talking shit because that's what me and Matt do. But then a year on, this it's almost like the the reason for it now is that it's a community. And what and you and you feel duty bound now to, to, to sort of uphold that community by by recording content. Well yeah, well yeah, it's like they the feedback I get and the reaction I get that, like so there's you get praised for two things like in, in the little world we've got it's like talking nonsense that's funny and seems to be that seems to be make you know going well for people uh, yeah. and then the other side of it like i said i went on a bit of a journey as you know because i went on your mental health podcast as well didn't i what was that one called mm-hmm. reach out for mental health right which is brilliant and is is it uh actually uh that's actually uh linked to a charity isn't it that is the name of the charity as yeah, well. Yeah. Reach out for mental health. Yeah. Right. So yeah, as you know, I you know we've all we've all had a story here and there, and I sort of went through all that in real time while I after I'd started the podcast, and then so what started to happen was uh, to this day, probably at least once a week, someone sends me a message they may not have heard of before, then that then reveals that they've been listening for ages and listening to that really helps them, or that they're having a rough time but it's really helping that they listened to someone else go through that last year and came out of it and talked about it. And, you know, just that thing of someone someone admitting what, what their struggles are and how they coped and how they got out of it and all that. Like, it's strange. It's just, it's just something that that doesn't really exist anywhere else in the media, unless sort of in the old days, you might've got someone going on a chat show, someone famous, and being allowed, you know, like to have their moment where they tell whatever Terry Wogan that they, uh, you know, they uh, they're working with a great charity and blah blah blah. But this in this universe, that side of it becomes something that people like. I, I feel the same. Say, for example, about have you ever listened to Blind Boy Boat Club? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So he, when I listen to that, it's like fucking what the old phrase like chicken soup for the soul right mm. not only is he interesting and he you know he jump, he, he really digs into a to a subject and sort of goes off exploring something and then shares it with you which is wonderful but he also it feels like he's literally giving you a bit of a pep talk based on pretty reliable sort of knowledge and experience but it's so uh, what's the word it's so informal 
and uh, intimate and real that it it's genuinely soothing and uh, I'd, I'd like to think that that side of the uh, of this world that I'm building or, or that, that I'm you know this little world that I've created uh, I'm inspired by him to that's the part of it where I feel yeah duty bounds a wrong word no, no one's under any pressure I'm not under any pressure but it makes me want to keep doing it that's for sure that's 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 great mm. um, I've got a funny blind boy story mm-hmm and uh, I, uh, I, 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 I've done a podcast at the uh, Dublin Podcast Festival um, about five years ago. Um, and whilst we were over there, Pip was doing a live show at this. We, we was doing this little boozer and, and Pip was doing this massive theatre. And, uh, and Blind Boy was one of Pip's guests. And, uh, and, and so he's arrived at the, at the theatre and uh, didn't have the, the carrier bag on his head. Uh, and was like, oh, hi, I'm on the Scroobius Pips guest list tonight. And uh, and they're like, right, well, uh, it, it, it's like, who are you? And he said, oh, I can't really sort of say who I am. Like, uh, and so there was this massive thing because he didn't have the bag on, he didn't want to say he was Blind Boy because he didn't want them to know who Blind Boy was. Um, but I should also say, as incredible as that podcast is, and he's fucking incredible, yeah. and he speaks so much fucking wisdom. Yeah. Um, I'd already been a fan because Rubber Bandits blew my mind yeah, when, uh, when 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 I first heard them. Uh, and I should also say, uh, a he's a fucking handsome boy. I don't know why he's wearing that that carrier bag. <laughs> he's a very handsome man, uh, and he took us out in Dublin that night, and. He's a fucking wild man. Really? Uh, That's uh, amazing. A- absolutely. Um, he was so much fun as well. Yeah. Um, just a, a really kind soul. His mind was blown that I was from Essex. And for some reason, he was like, do you know the prodigy? And I'm like, no, it's not like Ramsey Street. Where like, you know, <laughs> yeah. you know if you're in from Australia, Trump. like you, you uh, yeah, you, you instantly know Michael Hutchins and... Uh, yeah. Uh, and Alf Roberts and like, Bouncer no. the dog. <laughs> yeah. have, you ever, have, you walk, have you walked Bouncer? <laughs> That's an old an old man reference there. I'm I'm um. It's really weird you say that. I'm interviewing um at half four today, uh two podcasters uh that have a podcast called The Neighbourhood Rewatch. Oh wow. And they watch vintage episodes of Neighbours uh, <laughs> and go. then break it down. Well, there you go. That, <laughs> that's see, that's the other side of this universe that I love. And mm. that's the bit that no creative person need any more. Like, okay, look, we'd all love to come up with a great idea for a format or a TV show and it's a hit. It goes around the world. You make millions of pounds. Mm. But what, what working in TV, in my experience, has been has mainly been having an idea that you kind of like but you're hoping just makes enough sense that it's in some ways it's got it's sort of bland enough that lots of people would be into it but what you can never do in that world is do something so niche and that nerdy that is so granular that anyone else will ever give a shit maybe very rarely there might have been a few things on like bbc4 or whatever but it's but in this universe not only can you do that but actually if you do it well you genuinely build up a little world around you know just very specific little things that people love and uh 
I find that I find that just like infinitely exciting. Oh, do you know what I mean? Because how many how many podcasts have you actually got? Because one of them um, is a special interest, isn't it? Uh, yeah, or at least no, two I've, of them. Well, the hardcore listing one is 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 you know it's open to anybody to come on and and pick a subject and count down a top five in it and uh, and then off the beaten track is is obviously very based around music um so which that is my, my passion and, and, and certainly a passion of yours as uh, come across that way um, so that was you basically sent me a list and said there were like little questions relating mm. to uh how what how you know reasons why a song has lived with you and like what's the yeah the be- yeah like the best the best sort of one that reminds you of school or the the best intro or the be- whatever right essentially uh, to to form a timeline for yeah, your life great. to kind of uh, to do that and and I, I i do one with um one of the lads from the in-betweeners um mm. the, the uh, blake harrison we do one about mixed martial arts which is alongside music my other my oh, other yeah. passion and uh and yeah and i've got one with uh a, a monthly podcast with um, my best mate who's a comedy musician called cunt and the gang and uh, <laughs> yeah. uh or more recently the cunts you know who've been yeah. chart bothering for the last few few years uh <laughs> songs about uh, prince charles and and boris johnson yeah. um which i love i love the fact that you know my my 50 year old mate from essex can yeah. uh, can write these ridiculous songs and completely self-promote and and get them in the top five four times which wow. is crazy but um but on ideas i've had i've had two ideas that uh i'd love to have seen got, got off the ground back in the day mm. um so i want to get your take on them please nico <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm all ears right um so around the time of um facebook kind of coming to light and uh, and at the time um one of the big shows on uh, on TV was uh, Pimp My Ride. I don't know if you'd like to talk about yeah, Westwood anymore. Um, yeah. But um, so we, we can't really say idea that um, could set up this kind of page where all you as a lad was a box of fuzzy felts <laughs> and you'd have to upload your picture of Pimp My Cock. Uh, and you could literally <laughs> just make like see what celebrity you can come up with you <laughs> having to use your your cock as a nose uh, and just a packet of fuzzy felts to see what you could kind of come up with so is this is this like literally decorate it or get a photo of it and decorate the photo whatever you want but the cock has to be the nose Unless you're putting a cigarette in the end. <laughs> so really, what you're working with is is uh, who does it who does it hint at nasally? Yeah, absolutely. Who 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 does who does every 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 participant? And I've got to say, it sounds quite heavily male bias. Yes, it is. It is. Yeah. It's a boys' podcast. Uh, whose nose does your cock most resemble? And then build the character around that. Like it might look a bit like Saddam Hussein. Or, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, you don't want anyone. Th- like, the most insulting um, one would be tubs off uh, League of Gentlemen because that's like but, it's like a little nub that goes upwards. Yeah, but I think you know, <laughs> not, 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 no two people are the same, and I think it really opens it up. And I mean, it is very male heavy, but the audience, I mean, women, please get involved. Um, but yeah, I don't think um, we ever got that one off the ground. But the best one, and, and, and I can't take credit for it, right? But the best one I thought was fucking amazing, right? My mate was in a band, and 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 uh, and, he, and he toured the UK. And basically, everywhere he went, he'd keep a note 
So when he went back to that town of the best chippy. Oh, yeah. Like, so if you want to get a bag of chips, like, don't yeah. go to that one. It was shit. Go to that one. Nice. And he was going to log all of this. You ready? Yeah. Chip advisor. How oh, fucking good's that? Fucking hell. <laughs> that's good. Isn't Come it? on, mate. I mean, that's an app. That's a fucking oh, no. app. That's, ain't it? <laughs> that, I mean, you can do a podcast, but, you know, you, I, I would patent that as soon as possible before I put this out. Someone will have that. Chip advisor. Fucking gold, that, mate. It basically works just as a where are the good takeaways around here kind of yeah. app. I mean, I know yeah. you get right. You could you could glance at delivery and it'll tell you like what's seen as excellent. But you never you're not going to mm. trust a you're not going to trust a delivery over a sort of voted by the locals. Yeah, but the, exactly like the delivery. That's all going to be like seventeen mm. year olds that are just getting like yeah, you yeah. know a boiled pizza. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you want you want old school. You you know you want like. You know, the Avon lady from down the road, you know, yeah. where she gets her chips. You, yeah, you want a exactly. bit of history attached to oh, it, do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I, want, I want my chip to be lived in. Well, I think you're insane uh, saying that one out loud, but uh, uh, that was your call. Well, is, is it painted now? Like, I mean, do I own it now? I've put it on record and it's out. If, if, we, if I print out this podcast on a CD and then send it to you in an envelope and you don't open it, then you'll be able to dramatically unseal it in court. Do you know what, Nico? Yeah. I've still got shitloads of old demo tapes in fucking envelopes. Apparently, it doesn't mean fuck all yeah, as no, well, yeah. but uh, I ain't undoing them, just in case. No, me neither. If I ever find like, out that Ed Sheeran if- rips off one of my songs that he's never going to hear, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm having him. I'm opening yeah, that hang envelope on. Like, call. You hear something on the radio. I love working through this. You hear something on the radio, you go, hang on a fucking minute. I wrote this in fucking 1992. Yeah. Which, which you know, you didn't. And then you're like, <laughs> right, get in the car, go to the storage unit. And metal doors go up. You're unlocking it. You've got to get everything you own that you don't actually need out until you find the box that's got the demo tape envelopes in it. And then you get it and you're like, right, I found it, but you know you can't open it. Also, yeah, you've got to, you've got to make sure you know what song's in each envelope, right? But what's funny is when you go, right, I'm going to take this fucking, I'm going to take EMI down with, mm. with my envelope of truth. What I love as well is you have to then go on eBay and buy a tape deck <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah bid bid for a tape deck yeah that stood you in under quid and they weren't battery operated so you'd be like right I'm going to play this in court so you're like can, can you go to the court before the court case to ascertain how far away you're sitting from a plug socket in the car <laughs> Oh, fuck, then, I need to buy an amp to, pro- to power this tape deck as well fucking and, hell so you're there in court and you've got like uh, an industrial uh, plug, uh, you know, the, the round ones that coil up, like the plug extensions, like a really mm. long one from a, that a builder would have. And you're there and you're like, right, I'm now, I will now unseal the envelope. And then just before you do it, the judge is like, but how, don't we, how do we know that you didn't just seal that yesterday? And you're like, ah, right. <laughs> well, then you're like, no, in that case... It, this needs to go to forensics to sort yeah. of test a DNA test on the saliva to see when the when the tape when the envelope was licked. Yeah. Surely that would be the only way to prove the age of the ceiling. One hundred percent. You've got you've got to involve science. Like, so, you, you, 
That's like a crap. Or, or guesswork. CSI tape deck kind of uh, series with not quite as much drama in it and mainly centered around saliva. Yeah. I, uh, Does it not work then? Is it really genuinely like who gives a shit if you send no, yourself? No, I, 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 it doesn't work at all. Um, but I'm not undoing them just in case. But I, you sent uh, it to the lawyer at the time and they've got it on, you know, in a, in a filing cabinet somewhere and they think you're all right. Yeah, but let's have it right. None of us could afford a lawyer back then, right? For 30 years. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, uh, I, I mean, I haven't made music for fucking years, but mm. um, I think I've been with my wife about five years when I'd, I'd constantly still like tinker around on a piano or, or, or whatever and just come up with little melodies. But anyway, yeah, I woke up in the middle of the night and I'd never done this in my life, even when I was making music in bands and shit. And uh, and I woke her up and I went, oh my God. She was like, what's, what, what's happened? And I was like, listen, I've just come up with the best bass line ever. And she was obviously just like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. Like, why have you woke me up? And I was I, honestly, Nico, I thought this is it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make a lot of money with it's this. The one. And I was just like, listen, listen, do 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 do. And like, I just remember my wife going, "It's my Sharona, you prick." And I was like, "Oh fucking hell!" I literally had written my Sharona in my sleep. 30 years after it had oh, been written. Yeah, we've all, I promise you we've all done that. As a, oh, I really thought that was it. It's my fucking, this is my ticket out of fucking Essex. Oh, I, no. I think the, the first song I ever tried to write, I can still remember the tune. I uh, never recorded it because, again, the same thing happened that about a day later I realised what it sounded like. So this one went... Um, I think it went, I don't suppose you find a way, do you, do, 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 I can't remember the words, will you find a way, da, 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 da. isn't that a David Bowie song? I don't know. Hang on, maybe that's not the one. But I did go, go and get the envelope. Ah, <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> my, lawyer, my lawyer's passed away. <laughs> and to, uh, mysteriously, the building was set on fire for the insurance. <laughs> Oh, what was it? Oh, I can't now. Now I can't remember the exact one, but I basically wrote a song. I oh, know it, it definitely wasn't that one, but then now I've now I've sung this other melody out loud. Someone will probably now sue me for copying them. Oh, mate, the, the, the bass player in my in my uh, my first band, uh, he wasn't like one of the songwriters, but at least every rehearsal we'd go, I've got this idea, and I reckon he had about thirty of these ideas, and every single one of them. After about 30 seconds of him playing it, one of us to go, owner of a lonely heart. He sung everything he'd come up with was owner of a lonely heart. <laughs> in, in different international styles from around exactly the world. Exactly was. It's yeah. just like, wait a minute, this is just the Mexican version of owner of a lonely heart. I love that. But happy days, sort of like, the one thing I miss about uh, regularly playing music with other people is just is just the camaraderie and the playing bit but the thing that ruins it is the hey guys where's this all going that bit like it's like we we uh, like we we I was in a band that we we made a bit of an effort between about 2001 and about 2005 and we so we basically saw each other twice a week hung out definitely got better 
than when we started. But at the time, it was like there was a weight hanging over it, which is everyone sort of jostling for how serious we're being or not or what was happening and who's trying or who keeps coming late or so it would all be really tense but now we look back at it and we just miss you know driving driving to rehearsal and getting like a banana milkshake and a crap sandwich as you snack on the way there and you know having fun it's fucking brilliant yeah it really was and um, I don't know it was like uh, we was lucky enough to to sort of tour for like literally pretty much like two years and so we lived in this shitty little Renault traffic and like you know that whole thing of it being a, a toilet circuit it was a toilet circuit and it yeah. was like it was bad news we was playing to two men and a dog yeah, like yeah. most nights and, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we was in a van yeah. and we, we used to we, we, we budgeted a fiver each a day and theoretically that could have been a pre-packed sandwich but at the time Obbins was doing two bottles of wine for a fiver so it was like <laughs> well a bottle oh, before God. after sand check and it was one of them ones where like when you opened the first bottle and you sit in the back of the van one of the other members of the band because it'd always be we weren't cultured enough to be drinking red wine then it was white wine so it'd be warm as well at this point oh, and and all I remember is like whoever went first one of the other members of the band would hold their shoulders to steady them when they shuddered when you'd had the first like, <laughs> gulp of this warm, cheap, shit white wine. Oh, my God. I've got, like, a sympathy headache coming on. <laughs> I mean, wine isn't, uh, isn't, doesn't, it's not synonymous with vans, is it? But I guess now, now we're in the van life era. Mm. The, um, how many Instagram selfies have you seen of, of like, the, the long legs sticking out of the van holding the glass of wine at the view, you know? Nico, I posted one day before yesterday. I, 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 I have embraced van life. Oh, God, have you? Uh, I think, I've, I've turned you 50. This, yeah. I've turned 50, and it was my my present uh, to myself. That, oh, uh, I've, I've wanted a, a camper van ever since I've been a kid. Yeah. And uh, growing up doing, like, caravan holidays in Yarmouth and stuff like that, and all I ever wanted was a, was a camper van, and, yeah. uh, and I never, never happened, and now... My kids don't want to go on holiday with us anymore. So I'm like, oh, oh I should also point out my wife doesn't like my camper van either. But yeah. uh, so it just means I get to go away and have a little event. I, I like all the outdoor shit. I like, yeah. I mean, I sound like such a hipster prick, don't I? I've become a van lifer. But no, I have no, been, I love, I, it. I love it. I have been wild swimming for a good 10 years now. Wow. Like, I, I was, I'd like to think I've done that way before it was the, the thing to do. But uh, I just fucking, I just like being outdoors and living in Essex, you don't get a lot of that. So, if I can jump in my little van, it is a little van. I've not bought some retro VW thing. Mm. Like I've just bought a, a little converted van, and I fucking love it, mate. Um, so, like, was it? Was it? Would it have been bought as a trades van, and someone's just done a little bit of put a frame in and a bit of a bed and exactly stuck a, that. Stuck a cupboard up? Because I've seen exactly I've seen them all the time on the front here in Brighton. Yeah, and I thought that when I moved here, it was like. What, the reason I wanted a van was to like come down here if while I didn't live here, and now yeah. like, well I'm here now. But now I just see people parked up next to the beach, and mm. the doors open, and that's just their little base. And now I've, I've realised that uh, because where I live, the parking's terrible, but you get a parking permit, right? So I've got my car parked next to the sea, which probably means it'll go rusty, but. I've got like my uh, what do you call it my deck chair is in there so if I want to go and sit on the beach 
I just walk from my flat across the road and I get my cut my using my, my car as a sort of beach hut so it then then I looked at all these people who were like there sticking out of their vans having a cup of tea and that and I just thought hang on a minute if I if I can get a van I've basically got a little camping spot right here and then I can go up and down the coast wherever I want fucking hell do it and also I don't know if you've ever heard of these guys right but there is there is a an Instagram account and a thing called campervan oh hang on what was it called campervan acoustic lounge campervan live lounge and this is like I first fell in love with this idea via uh, getting into getting obsessed with looking at uh, airstream caravans getting done up right that's like the dream but obviously it's not cheap is it and it's a big they, they're a big unit and it's it's not something you drive it's something you tow along and all that yeah but yeah so if you look at if, if you look at the uh, I'll send you I'll, I'll send it you on, on Instagram camper van live lounge have got they've got a van and they've got a really cool looking rustic sort of tarpaulin almost like teepee looking setup that they get out and then they set it up in front of it and they and then you know it's like like a pop-up little acoustic night but like traveling around that's literally that's like fun. literally like what i would like my life to be like i'm like really in, in, entranced by it so i think somewhere in the next few years i want i want to sort of build up because i've already started building up trying to play live and go out and sing in pubs and still doing original music just for the lols and whatever but the communal experience mixed with that outdoor thing feels like a beautiful thing to try and add to the mix you know what i mean oh totally mate and that's kind of one of the, the ways that i kind of made make sense to me is the fact that as you mentioned earlier off the beaten track we talk about the guests life and where they grew up and and the idea is to develop off the beaten track where I pick the guest up in the van and I drive to where they grew up and drive around the places, the clubs, and and then basically we record it in the van as we do it. Oh, that's so really that's, cool. That's the idea. So, so hang on, uh, is that one is that one you're starting or one that you've started? That's well, I've, I've literally uh, I've been I've done a few little videos in the van, but they're more kind of uh, I, I guess van life type things where it's just me going to Wales and going swimming and stuff like that but um yeah, yeah. in regards to sort of the off the beaten track I haven't I haven't started that yet I'm just trying to get my head around I've never really done any video stuff before so I'm just trying to yeah. get my head around I bought myself a little camera and I'm just trying to work out editing and shit like that uh, uh I have yeah. an, I have an idea of a similar vision and the way I, I when I am in my little some say somewhere in between music podcasting and being in a van and that being a job uh that that's my dream then three things right there yeah exactly so i think that it's not inconceivable to you know i mean it's not a bad environment for sound for a start because it's quite closed and dry in it if you've got a little bit yep. of carpeting and maybe a couple of little spongy bits stuck around you've got your little you know your mic arm on a on the on your sort of breakfast table when you need mm. it, and you go off and do the adventures. But if you've got your little rig set up so that there's like a bracket that holds a camera where you capture, you don't, you only really need the side on camera, right? Or that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then then it's like that's the setting for the little head to head interview, right? Yeah, yeah, like no. that is 
dreamy. But also, it's like, as someone that likes doing music with people, someone said, like, I've got a mate who listens to the, my podcast and Matt's, and he's a brilliant musician called uh, Broken Actors. Oh, Broken Actor. Sorry, I forgot that wrong. Chris. And uh, he sent me some music just from listening to my podcast because I sometimes put a little tune on. Yeah. And he went, oh, you, we might like the same music. I, I make my own music. And he sent me some stuff and I was like, it was really, really lovely stuff. And I was like, look, my whole thing is my little stupid hearts club as a music project. Mm. Is I don't, I'm not in a band, but if you, if I send someone some songs who makes music and they say, I really like that song, then I would like to go and see them make, you know, work on that song for like a day or two. And then, you know, have a little chat and then leave. So that's like a little tour of little experiences that are creative and social. And what you end up with is a catalogue of songs that you've made with different people. So it's Stupid Hearts Club is literally like a travelling, like a kid's library, but without the children that. in it or the books. That's great. So uh, that feels like a sort of potentially like it could be a little road show because also you're taking with you, like you go anywhere and you can fucking kip in your van, can't you? It's perfect. T- tell tell me a little bit about the experience of uh, like going and staying somewhere and just sort of where you can park up and like. Is do you feel secure like sleeping in the van and all that? Yeah. So I mean, I've, I've literally got back yesterday um, from. Um, I mean, I'm going to sound in. I, I am very working class, and I am from a shit old area, <laughs> but. I did spend a weekend at a vegan festival in the Cotswolds. Van <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, right. as well. <laughs> okay. Um, but, uh, but yeah, and, and, and it was the first time that I didn't have to take my tent and, and then have a hangover and wake up in a hot tent and then, you know, generally put the tent away in a pissing rain. Oh, and God, yeah. I was like, I can just walk back to my van and oh, God. got a nice comfy bed and, and have a nice cup of coffee. And yeah, so we, oh, it's the, I've only been away in it like three times since I got it. I've only had it a few months and I fucking love it, Nico. It's like, I went to Brecon and just parked up in this little farm, but uh, there's this really cool little thing now where lots of pubs that are all on their ass mm. um, do you a deal where if you have dinner in their pub and have mm. a pint, they let you stay in their car park. Oh, so, right. uh, really? That's, is, so that's you get good. sort of like, you haven't got to pay it. It's good, isn't it? Like, so so oh, yeah, I you never help thought them out and they help you out. I never thought of this, but as you're uh, doing your van stuff, is there basically a couple of like websites that you will check for, if you go to this area, this is a good spot where you're allowed to be in your van? Yeah, there's, I mean, there's loads of different like apps and things like that for, for van lifers and right. You know, uh, just join if you just put van life into Facebook or Google, there'll be loads of different bits coming yeah. up. I mean, I'm not an expert on it, like I said, I've only had the van a few months, but um, but I, I, I do follow these van lifers. And funnily enough, I met them this weekend for the first time, and their podcast is, is called um, their video stuff is called Jits Into the Sunset J I T S Jits Into the Sunset. Really? Ah. And and he's a filmmaker, and, and they, they just go all over the world in their, their shitty little camper. Um, sorry, I've done that. I shouldn't say shit little camp. They're old camper uh, yeah. called Jits, and it's a cool little thing. Uh, and yeah, I just found them. Just make the best films. Oh, mate, they're, they're, they're the two nicest people, and they make these amazing, like, little um, 
sort of documentary films and and it just absolutely sort of got to me and I reached out and, and ended up sort of having sort of chats with him and that and then met him this weekend and it was lovely oh, lovely and, yeah. uh, do you know what I'm already following them I thought I might have recognised them but yeah I'm already yeah. following them yeah they're, yeah they're wonderful that's right? nice and uh, and, it, and it is nice you just you know it, it, I mean anything that I'm going to be doing in my family is, is he's not going to be at the level that what they do because he's an incredible filmmaker and uh and yeah they've got all the drones and stuff like that so it looks incredible and yeah, yeah but you can only do right. one step at a time right do you know what i mean like if you do absolutely if you if you do get a setup where now you can use the van as a space to do a podcast in mm. just that in my opinion the just go into the trouble of uploading that video side of it and putting a little youtube page up or also putting clips on tiktok or whatever else mm. it's all going to help bring people in because so many people do just come across video stuff but obviously we love podcasts sort of because it isn't video but i think there is a world where you can create that sort of extra it's going to sound very businessy but that extra value in your thing and <clears throat> well i think one of the things with that nico is is that that's happened quite organically over lockdown insofar as everybody was recording podcasts over zoom yeah uh and so you know when you press hang up you've yeah, got the yeah. video and it's sitting there so why not put it on youtube and 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 offer it up to a completely different you know shop you know medium uh to to, to reach people and one of the things i've noticed through having a fucking million podcasts is that some podcasters like some genres people prefer to watch than listen to like mma podcast fans want to watch it and i don't know if that's because they're bought up on rogan i don't know but it's a younger audience and they all want to watch their podcasts and and then you know this so do they tend to engage with it on youtube youtube yeah yeah, the, the the growth of that podcast on YouTube has been a lot more rapid than what it has in the more traditional, you know. Yeah, that's strange. I know what you mean. Cause yeah. when, when when I'm on YouTube, there are certain people I'll go, oh, I'll watch another one of them, almost like it's a. But in psychologically, it's like a a podcast show that my brain is happy to go and find when I'm in front of a screen. Yeah. Whereas there's a, there's no way I would want to watch, not that you would do it, but Blind Boy sat chatting. Wouldn't it? Wouldn't be offensive, but. Mm he hit the soothing element of his podcast is sonic 100 percent, because he 100%. makes the effort to do that all semi asmr he's mm. right up to the mic like that isn't he like that you know and um that sounds really good in my headphones right? <laughs> do you like that you get a little tickle up your spine <laughs> a little bit <laughs> but yeah the, I, I yeah I, I just fucking keep going man i'm really jealous uh i really really want to get into the van thing uh two questions uh one do you think it'll be like literally like you don't even go near it between like November and like March or do you think there's still a sort of you know if there's a little heater in there and you can still go off and have walks in the cold and a cup of tea like could it still be like a cozy thing in winter or do you think it'll be like just a summer thing so I'm more excited about the winter than I am the summer so the reason being uh, is the aforementioned stuff that you just said. Um, but when I do the wild swimming, I never go in the summer because it would make sense because the water's going to be warmer. But if you go to the Lake District in the summer, you can't fucking move for tourists. And if you go to Snowden or 
penny fan in Brecon, like it's heaving in the summer. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Whereas if you go there in the winter, you have the lake to yourself and or the river to yourself and you can just wrap up and uh, and, and just enjoy it. So I'm way more wow. excited. I, the only thing I sort of spent a few quid on was a sleeping bag. I, I bought a really expensive sleeping bag yeah. that isn't one of them ones that you can fold up and put in your pocket. It's a fucking monster of a thing. Really? But... The, the the reason being is I, I want to sleep in my van in the freezing cold in the winter because that's when I, I prefer to be in them sorts of places. I'm not somebody that is drawn to the the, the, the coast much. I mean, mm. there's some of the coasts that I'd like to see um, in in sort of Scotland. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but for me, it's, it's about lakes and mountains oh, and rivers. Lovely. And oh, uh, oh mate, I'd, I'd I'd love to uh, come and experience a bit of that. Mate, whenever you want, let's jump in that'd there be, and, and have an adventure. That'll be a fucking buzz and, you know, obviously get some free content out of it. Absolutely, mate. Let's um, do it. Wow. So, like, do you have a heater, like, inside? Like, you know, if you're sitting in there chilling, reading a book, and it's winter, it's fucking cold. I, I mean, don't at the moment, but yeah, um, it's very well insulated, but um, my my next spend is a diesel heater um, to, uh, to ensure that... It is warm. I mean, obviously, I've got you know electric in it, so I can have a little fan heater if I want one. But yeah, yeah, it, you know that that drains the electric. So yeah, the next thing, you know, without being too much of a van life wanker, is is to get a, a diesel heater, which yeah, is yeah. Uh, the next thing to do. So uh, Mate, yeah, I'm well jail. What do you reckon is the least amount of money I could spend on a van that would be like, mate, it'll do the job to for you to see if you like it or not? Oh, uh. I mean, you can get a, a, you know, a Transit or a Vauxhall for a couple of grand, and mm. literally just, you know, put a bit of, bit of boarding up in there, and, and mm. you know, sling a little mattress or an airbed in there, and just crack on. I mean, my, mine's very basic, and uh, mine mine costs six grand, and uh, and and yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong, you can, you know, some of these new Volkswagen ones are like eighty fucking thousand quid, and it's like. Mm. Really? Mm. Like, but yeah, I mean, you I just mean, want you wouldn't say no if you had the money because no, of they, course they look incredible. Like, but, uh, but I'd like, you know, I think the main things are, are all our bobs bothered about that it weren't going to break down. I didn't want to be yes. in the middle of the mountains in Scotland in the fucking pissing snow. Yeah, and uh, in, in the in Delboy Trotters fucking van. <laughs> exactly that. Exactly that. So, uh, so that was the only reason. But, uh, but yeah, it, it, you know, I, I think like. Just to, the thing is, you go on like any of the sort of eBay's and any of the uh, mm. car sale places. Like you, once you start looking, you just end up just getting caught up in it. In the end, I started up in the yeah. maximum spend. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I could spend that, and it was like, hang on, rain it in. You ain't got that money, yeah. so don't do it. And and yeah, and I just but it took me a, a long time to find the right thing. And uh, maybe I'll rent one first. Yeah, that, I mean that's a great just thing do a to week, do. right? Just like, like yeah, yeah, just go and uh, have a little adventure and, and see how you get on. Oh, mate, you'll love it, Nico. Like, yeah. well, I'd be up for thought, a, I'd be up for a little road trip sometime. If, if that's not, it's a bit, bit weird weird to say someone you've only met once. Like, <laughs> well, no, twice. mate, no, twice. Hey, like, uh, in fact, I used, I used to, I know you need to go soon, so I'm very conscious that you've got to be out of here in a minute. Uh, but yeah, that's been uh, over the years. I like I like you know like when you sort of like get on with somebody you know you can have a laugh with them but they're still quite a new friend. Yeah. I, I like to I like to pretend that I'm a bit too into it. <laughs> and it, it, 
and, and but almost to the point where I'm a bit passive aggressive about when are we so like when are we next hanging out and like do you want to come to my house like sweet um do you know what just come and have a bath at my house or whatever and like most people really laugh at it but I told a story last week of how I had been doing that to a, a friend of mine who lives down here and I didn't I don't know him that well but like he, he he pulled me to one side and sort of like picked me up on it because he was like a bit oh, no. free, genuinely freaked out because oh, I, I was like sort of going uh, he like he had he had, to, he had to go to a his own kids party and and I'd I'd sent him a message saying I hope it was worth it <laughs> <laughs> and he was like but he actually felt like a bit sick but <laughs> I was like oh sorry mate I thought I thought most people got that joke but never mind but. My- just, so just checking in in case I creep you out. But yeah, I definitely would go. I would definitely drive to Canada with you. I, I, was, I was thinking <laughs> maybe maybe we just go to the South Downs. It's only up the road from you. But, start like uh, that. But I'll, I'll yeah. tell you what, I'll start on the South Downs, but I'll bring the Canada brochures. Yeah, back off, Nico. <laughs> like, but, uh, my my, my favourite thing to do is when people go, um, yeah, I mean, like, I don't know. if you, Maybe we just go for a pint. There's nothing better than going... Why? <laughs> that 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 yeah. is, is glorious. And my other favourite thing to do, if you really want to weird someone out, is <laughs> when you don't know someone that well and their food is put down in front of them, um, just point it and go, do you want that? <laughs> yeah, like already. As, as your hands kind of like hovering over their plate. That <laughs> yeah. really makes people uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think we've got similar, similar inappropriate senses of humour. So uh, at least I know it's not only me that oversteps the line. Absolutely. We can talk about it in Canada. Yeah. On the, on the, on the, the three-week trip to Canada. <laughs> exactly. Um, oh, I'll, I'll Google. Um, I'll, I'll Google uh, tattooing in, in in Vancouver, and we get matching ones. Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. Get each other's names. <laughs> Wicked. Will you marry Mate. me? Uh, we'll see. Okay. Sorry. Sometimes I can be a bit much. You did it. You beat me at weird. <laughs> Mate, it's been a pleasure. Uh, no doubt we'll talk again. Uh, I'll give you a shout. Let's uh, hang out and have a beer and plan our future. Why? mate we are going to go out in the camper and have a little adventure we'll have loads of fun man good lad thanks for joining us on stupid hearts club thanks nico see you mate Remember, if you love the show in a deep and probably unhealthy way, you can help support it on an ongoing and stalky basis on patreon.com forward slash stupid hearts club. Uh, your choice. See you soon, you internet weirdos. I- I'm, I'm one.